Blog Talk Radio. It's March 3rd, 2019. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown and special guest Morris Moray from WKBN, Youngstown, Ohio, and Thomas Albrecht, a Lordstown retiree and former 1714 committee member. And I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership that you represent. We hope that everyone got through and stayed safe during the blizzard last Sunday okay. Uh, The station offices did indeed lose power Sunday uh, during the storm, so in the end it was a good call not to have a show last Sunday or it would have been a mess. I couldn't have had the switchboard. So having said that, uh, we have a lot of special guests, uh, or we have (laughs) two special guests tonight, and we have a lot to cover uh, this week, so uh, we're going to abate the announcements and the email. Uh, So this week's definition, solidarity. Unity as a class or group that produces or is based on community of interests, objectives, and standards. Typically, that's done uh, as it abides by the law or bylaws. Uh, And then we have this week's quote. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Interesting, isn't it? Mahatma Gandhi is credited for that quote. So... Let me bring on Brother Jeff, and uh, let's chat for a second here. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good, Leroy. How are you? I'm doing very well. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Thank you. Uh, how was your week, buddy? Um, not bad. We didn't get we didn't get the snow that you got. Um, we got a little bit on the ground still, but other than that. I'm seeing a lot of different stores and companies closing their last week or two. Um, Taylor's Shoes are closing. Uh, J.C. Penney's closing stores. Um, Honeywell's closing their plants. It's not good. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. The 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 hat. Uh, don't forget the hat. We covered that last show. That the, the hat company there in uh, New York. Yeah, uh, New Era. Yeah, New Era. They they make most of the ball caps. Yes, the major league. Yeah. Yep. Sure do. Of course, the uh, NLRB this past week uh, or last week uh, fired their own union. So it speaks to yeah. how they're going to the rest of the union. Here this week, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, we've had some really bad weather. Uh, lots of uh, wind, et cetera. Uh, so 60-mile-an-hour winds last Sunday here with uh, a, lot of, a lot of snow, too. Um, uh, so uh, uh, let's, uh, let's bring on uh, our guest, if you don't mind, Jeff, and we'll get to it. Uh, oh, by the way, most of the universities started uh, spring break on Friday. Uh, that was their last day, so they're all down in Florida. So those of you in Florida, 
enjoy our youth down there <laughs> pestering you all. Uh, so have, have fun with that. Uh, we hope they all have, have a safe uh, trip down there and come back uh, safe. Let's bring on Tom Albrecht real for, first. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing great this evening, Leroy. How about yourself? Good. We're doing good. Welcome to the show, and thanks for being on tonight. Uh, we uh, very much appreciate that. We're going to bring on uh, uh, WKBN uh, talk show personality, Morris Ray, right now. And uh, welcome, uh, Morris Ray, to the show. How are you tonight? I'm fine. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. We got you loud and clear, buddy. Uh, and by the way, you, I just uh, wanted to say I never, I just wanted to say I never met uh, Jeff. Uh, is Jeff Brown? Yep. Yep. Well, uh, I I kind of stopped hanging around Facebook, but I know you from there, and I hope you're enjoying your retirement. If you're the guy I'm thinking about. Yeah, I'm I'm the guy you're thinking about. I've listened to your show okay. a couple times. <laughs> you do a good job. Well, thank you, sir, and thank you, Leroy, for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. You know, uh, I listened to your show this morning, and uh, I found it very positive and, and uplifting, especially with all the things going on in Youngstown area right now. That's uh, where the, the plant, Lordstown, is. Uh, it's literally just about three miles from the city limits there, maybe three and a half, but not far. Uh, and uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on there. But you had uh, a couple of segments in your show that were real positive, and I, you know, I applaud you for that. Do you want to plug your own show a little bit and uh, the, the two people you had on? Well, if you uh, want to listen to my show, you can hear me uh, uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, you can check me out on the iHeartRadio app. And all you have to do is just put in WKBN, and uh, you can check us out that way. And there, uh, you could also put in the Mo Ray Show, that's M-O-R-A-Y, the Mo Ray Show, and check me out under my podcast. And I do I do want to say, though, the people we had on today here locally, local, uh, well, one guy is, uh, he's a coffee roast, being a, a, a doctor, to, uh, uh, he fell in love with coffee beans, and he's got his own business here to the community, and he was a great guest, and the uh, and why is why is the name of his place escaping me? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Street, Street, Red Street, Red Street Coffee. Red Street. There Coffee. we go. Co- Coffee yeah, Roaster. Third, that is correct. Thirteen ninety three Boardman Canfield Road. Okay, I took well, notes this morning. Well, somebody <laughs> was paying attention. All right, thank you very much. So, yeah, <laughs> you know He's when you're doing guy, the show, you know, there's a whole science about water for brewing coffee and water. I didn't know that, Mo Ray. Yeah, you know, I was surprised to hear that too. I mean, I thought, you know, what are we dealing with here? You got, you got H and two uh, O. There's you know a few molecules, but I didn't know there were so many variations on water. But yeah, and and by the way, the other thing, uh, the guy, where it's a national, well, it's just international charity called Saint Baldrick's. This was my other guest, a guy named Eric Bros. And uh, if you go to saintbaldrick's.org, o r g. Uh, they are dealing with kids with cancer, and they're trying to raise as much money as they can. And uh, basically, in local areas, people are shaving their heads. You bid so much to have this person shave their head. And uh, they have brought in 
just in this area in the hundreds of thousands, but internationally they're in the millions. And that's something that's, you know, cancer is a terrible thing. And to think that a child would have to go through that, it's, it's just, it's, it, well, it's overwhelming. Right, yeah. That, and they, uh, they're going to have an event uh, to shave heads uh, in the, uh, the Austin Town Plaza, uh, I didn't get the date. I don't know if you have the date or not, but uh, well, uh, this yeah, Saturday. This will be taking place Saturday. That they're going to have bands. They usually set up a tent in the parking lot of that plaza, and they'll have multiple bands. And they'll uh, uh, there's a, a bar there called O'Doul's. They'll be doing stuff out of there. But so there will be entertainment in the bar. There will be entertainment in the tent. And uh, the head shaving part starts at one o'clock in the afternoon. But even some women are having their heads shaved for this cause. And as I said, I, I well, as uh, I believe my guest said, I don't think there's anybody who hasn't been touched by cancer, if not them personally, certainly someone they know and love. Absolutely. Every, every, every person on the planet, I believe, has been touched by cancer, and we're happy to uh, give them a little plug here on the show this evening, too. So. Uh, that, I found that fascinating. It's an international organization, as you said, and and I I don't know how the barber shop works that, but they, I think they might even do it for free from the sound of it, just to get the business in there. But uh, they, it's the one in the Austin Town Plaza. I didn't catch their name, but uh, they they seem to be working well together. Uh, and it's nice I believe to see. it's called. I believe it's called Quick Cuts. But I'll, uh, don't quote me on that. But they have multiple locations, by the way, in the area. But uh, the newest one is in the Austin Town, not in the Austin Town Plaza, but in the, I don't know what that plaza is called, but it's on the corner of 46 and Mahoning Avenue. They're in that plaza. But the thing, the thing is uh, to have the community come together like that for a positive cause, uh, particularly at a time when this community, we're looking at uh, the idling of uh, General Motors Lordstown. And of course, they're they're saying that well, they're uh, what they're unallocated, which that leaves you hanging. You don't know well, are they going to eventually find a product for Lordstown, or is this the end? Definitely, the city. A lot of people around here are holding their breath. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that a little further, uh, but it is nice to see that the community is still. You know, I mean, this wasn't chump change they were raising. You know, tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands, right there in Youngstown. And that, you know, again, that's not chump change. Uh, over the years, they, you know, hundreds of thousands for this organization that uh, you, had, you had that gentleman on this morning. So, uh, and I just want to repeat once more, just if I might, just it's 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 Saint Baldrick's, like a bald head, uh, a bald, and then Rick R. I C K S Saint Baldrick's dot org. Okay, yeah, it's an interesting show, if it, and it is uh, on a podcast, so you can listen to it like you do with this one later on. And it's worth it's worth the first two segments there, you know, and everybody should uh, get a chance to listen to that. I tell you, it's really nice. Uh, I sat here working away at the computer this morning, and uh, it was a joy listening to. You. So thank you for all the work you do for the community, too, Morris Ray. Really appreciate it. Well, thank so. you very much, sir. Yep. Um, well, uh, let's kind of get started here. Uh, Jeff and I are going to rotate asking a question that you will both answer 
for the listeners. And uh, we're going to ask that Mo Ray go, go first in every question. Uh, and Jeff's going to ask the first question. Go ahead, Jeff. Okay. I understand that you both retired from GM at Lordstown. What was your personal experience while working there? I personally found it to be pretty enjoyable. And I came here, I was a transfer myself. I started my GM career in Arlington, Texas. And I did the last 20 years here in the uh, in Northeast Ohio. I found the people to be very nice, a great, you know, great plant to work. I mean, the union there was a lot stronger than, you know, Texas is a right to work state. We have a union down there in Arlington, but it's it's just it just it was definitely more potent here, and uh, I just I found it to be one of the best moves I ever made. Tom. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Jeff. Th- uh, and thank you for the opportunity, both you, Le- Leroy, and yourself. And it's great to hear my good friend uh, Mo Ray again. Uh, talking to him personally on the telephone and uh, here on this show. Uh, I started my career at General Motors late in life. I was 44 years old. Prior to that, I had worked for my father who owned an electric company. He was part owner of a a company downtown, Youngstown, and started at General Motors as an assembler. And uh, as I uh, progressed through the years, I think I was there approximately a year, and uh, people like Morris Ray started jabbing me and getting me uh, more and more involved with the uh, local union there and encouraging me to uh, run for a political office. So I I tried it, and uh, I went around to Morris and uh, asked him several times if he would consider me at at the polls, and, uh, you know, I didn't get a real stern thing. And I did find out, however, when I retired and I went by and shook his hand for the last time, he said, God, Tom, I wish I would have voted for you one time. And I, I, I'll never forget that. What a, what, what a great guy Morris Ray is, and he, he, he was joy to work with. He was a prankster. Don't let him fool you. He was a prankster. He, he loved to inter uh, mingle with the folks out there, and we had a great group of people at at Lordstown. We had fun at work, and uh, and uh, just enjoyable. I, I, I spent 22 years of my life out there, and retired at 66 years old, and. Uh, I don't regret one day of going out there. I also served as a safety rep and several other appointed jobs after 12 years of being elected out there into uh, committeemen, alternate committeemen, shop committee, and so on and so forth. But uh, I have nothing bad to say about that plant. The people, they were the greatest people in the world to work for, hardworking, uh, took their job seriously, and built quality vehicles for the American public, and it's just a sin what we're seeing out there today. My heart goes out to each and every family out there and the business community and people like Morris Ray out there with positive reinforcement to these folks. We'll get, we'll get through this as a community, believe me, and we'll be stronger for it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, Tom. Thank you very much for being here. And it sounds like both of you had positive experiences there at the Lordstown Assembly uh, and the the whole complex there. So um, that's a very good thing. I think that's echoed uh, by a lot of the workers and the retirees there as well. In full disclosure, 
as it turns out, um, Tom has a cousin uh, that was a basketball player. Of course, Tom was as well, I believe, and all of his children and grandchildren. Uh, His grandson was just state champion with the sixth grade state champion state of Ohio. Uh, That's that's a new thing. It's kind of nice. But uh, uh, Tom's cousin uh, lived two doors down from a, a family that I knew uh, when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, uh, in that age range. And uh, about age 10, 11, uh, Tom was out in the backyard of his cousin's house, and I was out in the backyard of my friend's house. And that's where we met, playing around back there, throwing some baseballs and footballs and things uh, in the backyard there. So I've known Tom since I was uh, a young young fellow, a little shaver guy. So uh, thanks. Uh, we haven't con- – stayed in touch all these years until recently, but thanks for your friendship as well as being here, Tom. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. That's my question now, so I'll ask it uh, for the two of you. And uh, Since the GM unallocated announcement, tell us your views on just how Youngstown has received this news and what is the current mood in Youngstown, Ohio? Morris Ray? All right. Uh, I think that, well, for one thing, that we had a similar situation where there was a potential closing about 10 years ago, and we had a, a program called Bring It Home. The whole city got behind it. You could see signs and, and just support everywhere for General Motors. And now with the Drive It Home program this time, you've seen very similar. I, I see yard signs. I see signs in businesses. And and yes, this is a this is the largest uh, largest employer in this area. So for sure, this is major news. There's no doubt about it. This is and um, this area has definitely had its ups and downs. And this is this was a dramatic announcement, and it did a lot of people. You know, I can't believe some people said, "Well, you should have known this could happen." But you know, you just I, I really don't think. A lot of people saw this coming because we're, as Tom said, we're, you know, building a quality product. It had just made like motor trend list and other things like that. But what happened here seems like we got caught up in a change of taste. People, more people wanted SUVs and trucks than cars. And sadly, that's part of the reason we're where we are. Thank you, Mulray. Tom? Yeah, I'd uh, I'd like to pick up on what uh, Morris just said. I would agree 100% uh, 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 into uh, what he had just uh, said to you. However, I I think there's been some other ingredients uh, baked into that cake, and you know, I, and I may come across as hard or cold uh, towards a corporation that was good to me and my family, but uh, I think the corporation, quite frankly, killed this vehicle, and I I, I really am. In, in heartened, I mean, it sends chills down my spine to see what are people that work out that uh, out at that plant and, and talking to them on the phone and meeting them in coffee shops just even motivates me more. And I know it does Morris because I've heard him. I, I know what he's all about, and he's nothing but a people person. That that only good things are down the road for good people. There's so many people being affected and hurt, and there's people that can't move from town to town. But as a whole, the community's picking everybody up. 
uh, you see businesses like large corporations, like uh, uh, may I mention corporations, other corporations' name, uh, Leroy? Uh, is that yeah, permissible? Uh, yeah, the Kafaro, the Kafaro Corporation at Christmas time. Anybody that was laid off with a GM card encouraged them to come out to the to the mall, uh, the Eastwood Mall out there, and gave them twenty-five dollar gift cards. God, God thank God thanks those kinds of people to in tenfold for doing that for people that are in distress. But my heart goes out to these folks out there that are sitting back, just sitting back now and waiting to find out what's going to happen. And I think. We probably will have some discussion further on on that, but the, this allocation uh, status, uh, Mo, uh, it's not unallocated. They're, they're playing semantics with language here, and they're, they're true, truly the underlying things. It, it, these are my thoughts, you know, and and maybe I can express them later. Uh, they're playing games with people for their own corporate greed. I just wanted to say to that that I, I had never even heard that term used before, but I've been told it is used in the industry. But I thought that exactly. I thought this was wordplay instead of saying we're shutting you down or, well, basically we're you know in a contract year, so they get to do this wordplay where they they've got everybody hanging, you know, on pins and uh, sitting on pins and needles, and you don't know what's coming next. I mean, unallocated, what does that mean? Well, we don't have a product. Are we getting a product? Is this the end? It, it, it's just, as Tom says, you've got these people, these hardworking people, and some have already had to leave the area, and that, and that's a, that, that hurts the area. But some people are, are waiting to see what the answer is. And I do blame, uh, I do think the corporation could have handled this better. Uh, absolutely. I agree with you, Tom. Uh, j- just for uh, historical purposes, uh, so that everybody knows, uh, I- I've worked in, in four different local unions and four different facilities and seven different plants. Uh, uh, so um, at Oldsmobile, uh, uh, later BOC, Buick Olds Cadillac, uh, we would often have uh, situations where we had unallocated product. In other words, we didn't have a, a product coming in. People would say, well, we're unallocated. But they never closed down. We always had product before we built out the last product. Uh, and some of those were the side departments, not necessarily uh, the main assembly, uh, main chain of the assembly plant. So uh, we were always looking to make sure we had product coming in, even as a workforce. You know, so uh, the uh, term has been around for 30-plus years in my vocabulary. Uh, that started uh, in 83, uh, in my knowledge of it. Uh, but when you close the facility, it changes it from al- unallocated, and it becomes semantics, okay? When you're a year out and you say we're unallocated as effective such and such a date, and they're looking for product, okay, well, that's being unallocated. When you close it, it's semantics for close or idle, and uh, we'll get into that in a little uh, in one of the next questions, but unallocated, that's sort of the history of it. They've used it in the past, but it's uh, uh, always been in a situation where it was ongoing products. So, uh, Jeff, I believe your next question. Thank you, gentlemen, for that yep. uh, answer. Those 
Jeff. Okay, guys. In your opinion, while many GM workers are transferring to other communities, some are remaining in town, is the Youngstown community prepared to absorb these displaced workers into higher-paid jobs, and what will be the overall effect on transferred workers, those workers that remain at the Youngstown area during this unallocated period of time? Well, I've already seen an effect. Uh, one of the local school districts, the Austin Town School District, they're, they're definitely bracing themselves for it because they have open enrollment, and they had quite a few General Motors uh employees kids in their schools and as i said we've had a few hundred people already go to other plants we've got situations where maybe uh the the kids and the mom stays here or the dad one of the parents stays here lets that kid finish out school here while they transfer to another plant as uh, tom said i mean this is causing a lot of pain where you have people who either i mean and then you have some people maybe they have a sick parent or whatever maybe they can't move so, but uh, the overall effect, you, you're hurting the tax base here. I mean, you're, there's just so much, there's so many ripple effects happening. Car dealerships will be affected. Uh, there's just, I don't think people really think uh, about just the domino effect that the closing of a General Motors plant can cause a community. And, and definitely, uh, as far as uh, retraining efforts and that kind of thing, that's out there. But General Motors was the one of the best-paying employers in the area. So to find a job that is equitable pay-wise, I'm not sure how easy that will be for some people. Yeah, okay, Jeff, I'll, yeah, Jeff, ahead, I'll uh, jump, jump right in there, and I, I can't say it any better than Morris just did other than the fact that uh, – we do have a lot of great people in our transition center uh, at the union that our local union set up. Our executive board people have been doing a tremendous job with that out there at the local. I don't know if you've been out there, Morris, or not. You ought to take a trip out there. Give me a holler. We'll ride out together, and uh, we'll meet up with our old sidekick, Dave Green, the president of the local union. But what we're doing for workers out there as far as the local union and our bargaining unit, those folks are doing one hell of a job out there for those people, and they're working overtime. I mean, both of them, Danny Morgan, the, the shop shop chairman, I, I, I just, uh, my heart goes out to that guy. I'll tell you what, I, I don't know how I could, I could handle that situation, and God bless. That's all I've got to say. I'm emotional now, Jeff. I, I, I get emotional when I think about those people out there. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, yep. sure does. Thank you for your. I just wanted to say answer. real quick, and, and by the way, Tom, I I feel it, but because uh, I was in the store one night and I saw a guy, and I had like I've been out of there almost three years now, and I couldn't remember his name, a casual acquaintance at work, but he was ready to go to Indiana, and uh, you know he was there with his daughter and wife, and I assumed the whole family was going, but as I said, no, mom's gonna stay here and let the let the daughter finish school. So dad's going to go and he's going to be bunking with, uh, you know, one or two other guys. And I mean, this is major stuff. I mean, this is not right down the road. It's hours away 
and somehow you have to try to maintain a family structure. But the guy has so many years invested in General Motors that, well, he's got to go. I agree 100%, Morris. Yeah, there there are people who have spouses working at you know, other facilities, you know, other other businesses, and they have small children. And you know, I mean, one one uh, uh, person related, and I I know quite well, and I won't get into more about that. But um, you know, his daughter stands at the end of the driveway every time he leaves to go to Fort Wayne, and just stands there crying with her, you know hands out to his dad to her dad leaving and it's just sad uh, stuff some of the stuff that's going on uh and you know there's people leaving you know their 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 children are ready to graduate from high school and they're leaving them with friends and neighbors uh so, and going because they both got transferred for example and you know the kids got to you know finish school where they're at so they can do the best and then you know move you know move in with them re- reconnect later re- uh, as the relocation's gone on, but or go off to college or whatever, but th- these are these are just tearing fa- families apart. And I I encourage everybody to do the very best and be understanding of your spouse and children during this time. It's a very very difficult time. So I'll just add that to that. So, um, like right. one more thing, real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. You ready to take a break or? I, I just wanted no, to say good. that. Uh, okay, not not only. I mean, some this this plant used to be almost like a lifeboat. I mean, uh, I came from Texas. Uh, people came from New York. People came from Wisconsin. People. So you've got some of these people. Uh, this is going to be their 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 second move, and maybe in in a few cases even a third move. So I mean, that's almost like a military family. It's it's really. Um, it, it can really be devastating. So I'm I think people need. I'm I'm glad you're addressing this. Right. Yes, it's very, very, very important to get what these people are going through because this is listened to by the corporation and the unions as well, and they're not getting what we're going to report on here tonight. So, um, so everybody understands we're we're a non-commercial radio show, so we don't have to make breaks for commercials. Uh, we typically just you know move on through, and we'll have little segments from time to time, but this is just an ongoing question and answer. So my question now would be, what are your thoughts on how General Motors and the union have handled this situation to include to include both breach of contract lawsuits, one regarding temporary employees, and two regarding unallocated status, if you can or if you are comfortable with answering those? Uh, please address them. Morris Ray? Uh, well, I think... Uh, I think the cor- corporation could have done a lot better. I just think this whole thing was like a bolt from the blue as far as the whole, uh, uh, you know, unallocated status. I, I mean, I, I don't think that even the high, higher echelon union members uh, or, or officers or anybody like that knew this was coming. And then when it finally came down, the way it was handled, I don't know how true this is, but there was a story on the news uh, Friday for the uh, what we used to call the fab plant, the uh, the you know it's a big plant, and uh, we put the now they call it the West Annex, but basically they they put the metal together in one part, then they ship it across a bridge to the car plant itself. <laughs> Excuse me, but the sign on this one shell of a car said "Last Cruise." So, but my understanding was because these people, some of them called the media 
they didn't know that that was their last shift. And if it, if that's true, and like I said, I don't want to say that without knowing for sure, but that certainly could have been handled better. I think these people thought they had another week to go. So that 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 was floating around. Um, as far as suing the I mean the union suing, I think that's probably a good idea because I think as you said earlier, they are playing semantics here. I think there's a specific language that says you have to let the membership know what's going on regarding this instead of just, hey, guess what, guys, you know, and, and I feel like that's the way they handled it, more like just a surprise announcement. Right. Okay. Thank you, Morris. Uh, Tom? Yeah, just to touch on what Morris said, uh, and I do apologize for getting a little emotional there, but uh, just to touch on what Morris said, uh, from what I from what I understand, my son's still working out there, Mo. He uh, transferred over to the if that's what they call it, the annex. I used to call it the West Plant or the Fab, Fab Plant, but whatever they call mm-hmm. it now, he just left the assembly plant and uh, moved on over there about three or four weeks ago. Uh, and uh, he told me that uh, they will be building uh, SPO parts. Uh, they need like 14,000 hoods, decks, doors, and stuff to uh, send to the SPO plant. So from what I understand, uh, I don't know what they'll be doing over in the uh, uh, GA, General Assembly, where they put the trim and in the, in the, uh, goes through the paint shop and what have you. But uh, over in that plant, uh, they'll probably be working uh, right up uh, till the last day. And uh I, I can't speak for uh, the other the, the other facility. Probably, what was it, Morris? Twenty hours to get a car from start to finish. So they'll probably finish up with the last car going through, probably uh, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I've uh, heard that that floated around, and uh, you know, of course, neither one of us know for sure. But that sounds like a good ballpark. Yeah, and 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 as far as the situation with the lawsuit uh, and the breach of contract, I'm happy to, that the uh, international got out there ahead of the game. There are some things that uh, you know. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I played lawyer with uh, with a committee man job there, but it was a different type of situation. I didn't need a uh, eight years of education to get a little plaque up there. But I'll leave that to the attorneys on what they were doing. But I was I was a little disappointed in. Uh, in looking at the the last lawsuit uh, for the three plants, the two transmission plants and uh, and uh, Lordstown, the one in Baltimore and the uh, one up in Warren, Michigan, that uh, there was uncertain language under there under Rule 65. And I know, uh, Leroy, you're far more knowledgeable of that uh, of this because I know what your learned background is, and uh, you had some experience with. Uh, with uh, legal terminology, but I, 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 I was looking for a word that uh, would uh, come with an injunctive relief instead of uh, what they had on that document that everybody could read off of the uh, international UAW.org site. And uh, maybe you can help out with uh, that language in regards to uh, rule 65. Uh, but I, I was disappointed in that, but I, at the same time, I think it does open other doors because there's some catch language in there that that it, that was written into that agreement that uh, I think that it can help the UAW out immensely 
going down the road uh, once the company starts using other things under document 13. Right. Well, Tom, this this particular, I mean, the first, uh, the, the temporary employees, they may get a seniority status because if they didn't renew their uh, temporary uh, language and they uh, worked in the plant, then they automatically get seniority status. So that's important to understand how that one went. The second one uh, is a breach of contract for semantics using unallocated when they're indeed uh, closed and or idled, uh, depending on how you want to look at that. But in the long run, that particular lawsuit is going to be very, very important uh, come September 14th and 15th um, for uh, reasons we'll get into later uh, because we're uh, real positive here this evening. Uh, but in the short term, uh, it is void of a, uh, injunct a request for injunctive relief as I read it. Now, again, I'm not a lawyer, but Rule 65 of the federal court rules allow them to uh, request in injunctive relief, and then the, the judge would have 14 days, no more than 14 days to answer. So it would have been nice to have this before a judge and make the judge answer so that we would have some sort of uh, you know, answer beyond our own uh, doing, our own capability from an outside authority, that being the judge, and have that injunctive action either uh, not affirmed or affirmed by the judge. And if he, if he or she affirmed it, uh, then they would have uh, the opportunity to keep the plant going in a breach of contract mode. Uh, and I'm real curious, it, it is very curious why that was not in there. And if you're listening to UAW leadership, you might want to take a look at that uh, real hard because uh, it's something that in the short run, uh, if you're really looking to stop the plant closure or get it back up sh sh uh, shortly thereafter, uh, you probably should have had that in there. But that's just my opinion. So uh, having said that, um, is uh, that was... My my question. So uh, I'll get. Uh, thank you for your answers, gentlemen. I hope that I add, uh, added a little to that uh, for you as well. But uh, let's get back to Jeff and uh, your next question, Jeff. Okay. In your opinion, up until now, is there anything you would like to have seen done differently? Well. Yeah. As I said, I think they could have communicated a little better about what what was going on, and uh, mm -hmm. instead of the and of course, you know, I, I know business is business, but they had to know this was going on. Let's remember this this announcement came just before the holidays. Uh, it, it was really uh, they blindsided a lot of people, and I think they could have handled that better. I as, as far as uh, you know, and I'm I'm certainly not versed in the legal side of it, but I wish uh, I wish the union could have moved a little faster on the legal action here because maybe some of these plants could have been saved, uh, even being shut down temporarily if that's the case. But now we we work with what we have. I I just do believe though, uh, you know, you got to take you got to take care of people better than this, and I just think this was this was uh, very poorly handled. And uh, 
I, I mean, I don't fault the union at all, because I, as, I, as I said, I think the union was in the dark about a lot of this, and maybe that's why you don't just whip up a lawsuit overnight. Maybe that's why they couldn't move a little faster in that in that regard. But still, uh, I just I just hate. I cannot believe this is this is even happening because this is one of the largest GM facilities in the country. If you see the amount of space, I mean, to imagine that all that will soon be idle. I guess that you you know you get used to something. This plant's been here what uh, fifty years now, Tom. Fifty three years, I believe. And and for a lot of people, they never knew a time without General Motors there. And even me coming here 20 years ago, you look at this place, and I used to look at it with pride. It was just like, you know, like I, I was a big Star Trek fan. This was like a big starship of a, a factory. This was, and now, now unknown. Right. Well, the, to be clear, uh, April 28, 1966, uh, my dad's birthday and opening of Lordstown, so he had quite the celebration when they opened that uh, big double double birthday party there. So, uh, Sounds good. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, differently, uh, and uh, here again I was uh, put into uh, not so much a, a Star Trek mode, but uh, return to the future mode. Uh, going back to 2017, I believe, in the right around the same time frame, you look at uh, what General Motors was doing, humming along at three shifts, and uh, and uh, increased sales for the month before, uh, almost 40 percent. And bang, what happens? They come out with layoff notices. Can never right. figure that out. Surely, surely then after we see a third shift disappear. Uh, it sounds like somebody's hunting for something here. It sounds like somebody's trying to kill something here. And then and then you go and you, you, you see the advertisement disappear, the advertising. And then you see... Uh, a couple months later, there's no incentives on the card. They're not promoting it at all. And here we are out there as a workforce at Lordstown, those hardworking people out there. Morris and I have been retired for about the same time. I think I went six months before you, Morris. But okay. those, those, those people with their sweat and blood building a quality product for a corporation day in and day out, and, and they didn't fail anybody here. They did their job every day, nor did that car have any quality issues. I couldn't figure that out either. You know, I've posted several things on my group pages and on my own personal Facebook pages, and how those folks out there built that car with pride and the accidents that these automobiles are in, and you swear to God that there ain't no way in heaven or hell that somebody could have lived through that accident. No, I don't. I don't think the people out there failed them. I don't think the the, the uh, uh, people out there have anything to hang their heads about. I think they need to stay in this fight and do what we have to do. And whatever happens, happens. But God forbid we don't get contracts that protect people like those people that are out there working. I hope to hell. I hope to hell. Who's ever listening? All right doesn't do what they did in the past. You're asking the question, would you do anything differently? 
Yes, we need language to protect our union-working brothers and sisters in every plant throughout this corporation. This isn't just a fight with Lordstown. We've got it in FCA. We've got it in Ford. We've got it in Oshawa. We've got it anywhere in the world these big corporations build their plants. Look at what they're doing in Mexico and China, for crying out loud. They're exploiting the workers. They're destroying the uh, environment. There's no safety standards down there in those plants. For the sake of the shareholders and the stockholders, what about the American workers? What happened to us? Where where are we at here? You know, it's not just the UAW. I hear these people blaming the UAW for this. Uh, nah, there's more to this piece of this puzzle than the meets the eye. I'm standing behind my elected officials. Well, okay. can I just say one thing that you brought up, Tom, that uh, yes, I, yes. I lease, and I was leasing a cruise, and I wanted to lease another cruise. But when I went back, there were no incentives, as you said. I ended up, in fact, I got an Equinox instead. And by the way, I didn't know until after I bought the Equinox that Hey, guess what? You're, it's either from Mexico or it's from Canada. But the bonus is they, no matter where they were built, they both cost the same price. And as you say, those Mexican workers are working for a whole lot less, so they're getting a lot of bang out of that factory. They're, they're, Morris, they're exploiting those people down there. Us as union brothers and sisters need to be helping those folks down there. We, as you've seen over the course of the last several months, the independent parts supplying groups down there, those people have gr- grown some you-know-whats, and they've gone out and strike. They've gotten meager raises. To them, it's a lot of money, believe me. But it's a shame that I live in America, and I work for an American company that destroys American workers' families and splitting them up. I can't emphasize that anymore. This is about a human being. This isn't about a dollar. How much money do you need, for Christ's sakes? Right, right. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Keep it rolling here a little bit. Uh, my question uh, is, and a couple of things came up there we'll address later, but I want to get through these questions here because uh, Morris's time is a little limited, so should these two should be kind of quick. Um so according to USA Today, on January 11, 2019, GM CEO Mary Barra stated, there have been conversations in the past, but Tesla is not interested in our workforce represented by the UAW at Lordstown, so it's really a moot point. So in your opinion, gentlemen, could all of this be some orchestrated Machiavellian scheme to simply get rid of the UAW at Lordstown at the Lordstown facility so that Tesla might come in without the UAW. All right? And I would say it's uh, Elon Musk for all the you – know, he's a smart guy. He's a rich guy, but he's a very anti-union guy. And uh, I think she was – that might have been a warning shot across the bow to the union for her to even make the comment. I, I don't know that he's, I mean, he's had discussions with our elected officials, uh, including the governor. But, yes, it, uh, if they were to come here, they would not be coming here as a UAW operation. He's made that very clear. So, yeah, uh, do I think there's an ulterior motive if 
if if tes if Tesla comes into the mix, yes, and that is to push the union out of the picture. Well, I'll answer that yep, question, thanks. and I agree with with, with you 100%, uh, Morris. Uh, and henceforth, let's look look back to that lawsuit, and could that help us? And was the international union and their legal staff looking ahead of the game based on statements back to January 11th? Okay. We don't know, uh, but... You know, there there may be things amiss or, uh, you know, out there that we just don't know about so far. Uh, Jeff, you want to ask this the last question uh, for the gentleman? Sure. As you're aware that March 8, 2019, is the last scheduled day at the large town assembly plant, and the UAW local president, David Green, has asked for everybody in the UAW union and non-union to wear a blue shirt in solidarity at this, as this facility closes. What are your thoughts on this request? Well, I think I'll be looking for those blue shirts, and I'll probably see quite a few. And um, it's, it's just, um, you know, I, I've never gone through a plant closing. I came up here, as I said, I thought my plant was closing. They ended up closing Ypsilanti, Michigan instead. But um, I, you know, as a show of support, like I said, these are my brothers and sisters, and uh, you know, and I and I don't want to slam General General Motors has been very good to me, and the union has been very good looking out for me. But yes, I will wear a blue shirt, and as I said, I will not be surprised if I see a whole lot more blue shirts out there. I'll try to get the word out here locally on my station, but uh, lately it seems like all these people used to be so union aren't so union anymore, but I'll get the word out somehow. I'll follow up on that, Morris. I, I believe uh, 100% in the blue shirt day and anything that our union is promoting out there. I've also uh, have received probably anywhere from four to 500 personal letters from Ford workers, from FCA workers, from General Motors workers all across the country that want to support us and have started their own campaigns and mentioned that they, they will get the words out in their, in their plants and their facilities to wear blue on that day. Now, if, if we want to see something grow and if they, if we really want make to make things happen, you'll see a lot of blue on March 8th. And I, and I do thank Dave green and, and that executive board. I mean, I don't know how those guys are doing it. I mean, they're running on empty every day. They got to be they're They're out there 24, seven, seven days a week. And they're traveling all over the country. My heart will be with the UAW local 1112 on that day. And all of the brothers and sisters in solidarity by showing my blue colors, wherever I go that day. Okay. Uh, and one more thing, I, I do know some people in the local at the local TV stations and stuff. Now I don't know that. Uh, I would hope that the unions already reached out, but I'm going to double check that, make sure that they're aware of this, so people will be on the lookout, or people who want to participate, whether they're employees or not, or maybe they're past employees or retirees. I want to make sure that as many people in this area know as possible, you know, that that, that they that they pay tribute to uh, the workers and to 
the, the, the many great things that General Motors has brought to this area. And solidarity for high-wage jobs for the working class. Wouldn't that be nice to say that, right? That's yes, great. sir. Okay. We do, uh, I just got a question uh, from one of our uh, members that was on this slate uh, running for office. I won't call the person out at the moment, but uh, uh, the question is, uh, and this is kind of just come in ad hoc here, so if you'll bear with me, we'll get one more question, in, and then we'll uh, uh, get Maria. I know your time's limited, so we'll try and get you out of here. Um, question is, is a lawsuit the proper tactic for the UAW to take? Doesn't a clear violation of the national agreement call for a strike now? That's the question, Moray. On my show locally, and I'm, and I'm thinking, strike against what? I mean, the plant's going to be shut down in a few days, so what are you striking against? And if there's any possibility of this plant being saved, that's certainly uh, not a good public relations move. So I, would, I wish I could ask that person, uh, so you, you mean a nationwide strike? We can't ask him that, but... As far as the employees here, they're going oh, to be. We can ask them that. <laughs> okay. We just did. <laughs> just, just send us an answer. <laughs> he, he's listening. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would like to know what he means there, but because I, I, you know, I just say you got to be careful with this because a lot of people. I, I, my, my advice to the guy talking about striking was, okay, so you, you've got a plant that is in danger, and do you want to send the wrong message by? This now, if you're talking, but if he's talking like General Motors as a whole, everybody just says in solidarity. He's, he's, Guess he's, what? He said, he, he said national contract, national strike. Okay. Well, you know what? That I, and I agree. That with would him certainly get some attention. <laughs> that would that would get some attention. I will say that. Okay, Tom. I just want to say one thing before I, I'm done here, real quick. Sure, sure. I just want to well, say, I'm Tom. Well, I'm going to lead you out of here in a minute. Yeah. So yeah. No. I just yeah, want to, Tom, yeah, I never, yeah. I don't remember telling you that. I know I, I, I know I voted for Tom Albright. I, there's no way. He, I, I hope you were joking there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was pulling Earlier. your leg. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was pulling your leg, Morris. Thank but, you. Uh, I, I mission mean, accomplished. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you and I have been friends for a long time, my friend. 20-some 20, 20 years. I think when you first came in, what was it, 95 when you came into that plant? You have a great memory, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've been friends ever since. And, and uh, there isn't a darn thing on this God's green planet that I wouldn't do for Morris Ray if he asked me to come over and help him uh, uh, chop a tree. I don't give a shit what it is. There isn't a darn <laughs> thing that I wouldn't do for you, brother. Well, You're a good person. You're a you're a good person. You you stand your ground on your principles, and I just hope someday that I can emulate what you do and the punishment you take for standing up for those true blue principles. You notice I use the word blue. We all know what blue stands for, right? Oh, absolutely. Because most of the punishment is coming from the red side, but we won't go there. But I do appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do appreciate your compassion and uh yeah man anything uh you I just I didn't I didn't even know your story. I didn't know you started so late in the game and and I just felt like you were a lifer. Morris, Morris there's more uh, yeah, than a story. Well, 
He didn't tell oh, you. Yeah. He didn't oh. tell you that he got the fourth Firebird off the line at the Lordstown Assembly. The fourth Firebird. Yeah. When wow. I graduated, when I graduated yeah. from high school, my dad's uh, company did a lot of business with General Motors uh, in the electrical field. They supplied them with all their electrical supplies and. Uh, my dad uh, was the vice president of the corporation. There was two gentlemen. The other guy was the president, of course. But uh, uh, I was shocked to get a yeah a little a little six cylinder four speed overhead cam with a four barrel carburetor, and I think it was pumping out around two hundred thirty five horsepower. <laughs> and I, you open the hood up, Morris, and you look. Where, where's the engine at? I see pavement. I don't see any engine. <laughs> you see that big old four barrel carburetor on top of that. Uh, Overhead camp six engine. So, but, oh my uh, gosh, those were the yeah. days. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what, one thing, Morris, before you leave, give me a holler someday. We got to go out to the Union Hall, and I want you to see that operation out there. That the uh, and not enough credit's been given to the uh, 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 Mahoney County, Trumbull County. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, you know, I'm getting old, Morris. I'm 70 now, no. so my my memory ain't that good. So, but uh, no, I'm just a few uh, years behind you. But uh, well, no, in fact, I, I'm very I, I, interested I, in that. Yeah, give me a holler and I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up. The dog's not coming along for the ride, though. You got to leave the dog at home. Okay. Nope. I, I got I a, got a place for the dog. <laughs> okay, I see you're running around the park chasing that dog sometimes. So you know, I can't chase dogs no more. I can't even run anymore, hardly. So it, it's great talking to you again, Mo. Okay. Well, thank you for asking me, and thank you for having me, Leroy. And, and right. good luck to you in your retirement, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks well, for coming, Mo. Yeah, thanks for coming, and plug your show again before you go, Morris. You know, right, we know you your time is check out. limited here tonight, and we're yeah. Go ahead and sh- plug your show and and whatever else you want to plug there. I just wanted to say I'm in an area that has has been historically a very uh, you know blue collar democratic area, but uh, a lot has changed recently, and a lot has changed in the uh, broadcasting in this area. If you want to hear what I, that's why I call my show the other side of Rush, uh, the other side of Rush Limbaugh. Sorry. The other side of radio. That was a Freudian slip because what I was thinking was basically you've got Rush, Hannity, and a couple of little Rushes that are good people, but they've changed their, at least one for sure, has changed their politics so much. And if you want to hear somebody, I feel uniquely uh, blessed because I've worked in radio for 20 years. I've 31 years in the auto industry, and I feel that that gives me a, a unique insight to everything that's going on right now. Oh, but by the way, so what did I say? Sundays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on your iHeartRadio app. Just put in the letters WKBN as in November, and you can check me out, or you can listen to the podcast, The Mo Ray Show. Just put in Mo Ray Show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to everything I've done. Okay. Okay, thanks, Morris Ray. You want to plug the uh, Bridge Street Coffee and uh, St. Baldrich? <laughs> well, I, I think I think you can handle that. Whether I'm because you wrote, you wrote it down. And by the way, it's Branch Street Coffee Roasters. Oh, That's what it is. 
Uh, yes, sir. Branch, Branch Street, Street okay. Coffee Roasters. They're on 224 in Boardman, and most people in this area know exactly where that is. And also, uh, the, the charity is St. Baldrick, and they are doing what they can to help kids with cancer. And just go to St. St. Baldrick's, B A L D R I C K S dot org, and let's help these poor kids with cancer, and they've been, and uh, I just want to thank, you know, I was a little reluctant, but you kind of got me choked up here, too, so uh, (laughs) great job, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mo Ray, for being, Morris Mo Ray, for being on our show of WKBN, Youngstown, Ohio, and that does work on a laptop and a desktop as well, because I listened to you on my desktop today. Uh, so it doesn't have to be an iPhone or a regular phone even. Uh, so thank you for being on the show, and we very much appreciate your input here this evening. And uh, have a blessed day, and, and uh, bless you in all of your endeavors. Thank you very much. Solidarity, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Good night. Solidarity, Morris. Good night, Morris. Okay, so moving on. Um, uh, Mo, Mo's left us there. want to thank everybody for in, being in the switchboard tonight. Uh, we've had uh, just a full switchboard all night long. Uh, much appreciated. We don't advertise this number, but uh, it, it is getting around a little bit, uh, the number to call in. So thank you for coming on and listening. Uh, we do have a little bit more to get through. Uh, I want to uh, just ask Jeff, uh, give us your thoughts on, on how our guests did with their questions and answers, uh, with your questions and, and mine and, and their answers. How do you think about that, Jeff? I think you did a good job, Leroy. Um, I think you brought up a lot of good points that some of the younger people, not just in GM, but Ford Chrysler as well, um, gave a little bit of history of what they might expect in the future because um, everybody's cutting back. Um, I think you did a real good job answering the questions. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the notion that uh, they might be doing this to bring a Tesla into Lordstown, but giving up the UAW to do that uh, is not something that I'm real fond of. So uh, I don't know uh, who or what might be going on on the corporation side or who who might be in, involved in that. I certainly wouldn't want to think that our unions in any way involved in that. Uh, but the, from what I'm seeing, we'll get into it on another show, uh, we're looking at uh, some things that the tea leaves are lining up here and all the stars. And, uh, uh, you know, so let's just, uh, the, the good news is it's hope for the community. Okay, let's, let's keep our powder dry until we cross that and discuss it a little more. So, um, Tom's still with us, and uh, so Tom, uh, you know, what do you think the most important things for us as members are as we go forward uh, from here? What do you think? I think the most important thing, Leroy, we can all do right now is sit back, trust our leadership, uh, our elected union leadership, our officials, and stay solid in solidarity. Uh, What's the old saying? Uh, The 
the truth in the matter were all reflections of uh, the fruit that falls from the trees. Uh, if we can emulate what our leaders are doing in regards to solidarity and promoting solidarity and being transparent with our people uh, locally, regional level, and on the international level. We've had baggage. There's no doubt about it. But now is not the time to be throwing stones at anybody. Uh, I think we we are all union uh, members, and I would like to uh, answer one other question uh, in terms of a general striker, the uh, Lordstown strike. I didn't get really a chance to answer that. Uh, uh, I think Morris hit the nail on the head. Uh, uh, Striking would not do us any good at this particular time. You'd be doing the, the corporation a favor, so... Uh, that's my thought, Leroy. Okay. Um, so uh, one of, you know, we had a quote from Gandhi, but, you know, this kind of, he had another one here. It said, be the change you want to see in the world. Be, you know, you, implicit, you be the change you want to see in the world. I kind of think that suits this, uh, uh, your your answer there, uh, because, you know, the idea that there are duly elected legal representatives that we have uh, that we have in the UAW now, and we have to trust them, whether we like them, whether we like what they've been doing, whether we like what they have done in the past. Uh, we need to trust them at this time. This is contract time. It's uh, We're in a bargaining convention here soon, uh, and this is contract time. We need to be supportive of our elected leaders they are our only voice to the corporation they speak for us they're the only legal authority that can speak for us to the corporation so if we want to see the change in the world we have to be the change we have to support them again like them or not as long as they're doing what we seems to be decent and also the, the solidarity it's going to take to be successful against General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler during this, this the whole Detroit Three during this uh, this season of con, you know the contract season here. So uh, I you know I think that kind of dovetails. Be the change you want to see in the world. In other words, if you want solidarity, you have to have solidarity. You know you can't be out there trashing the leadership. You know, you can't compare to Makiadora, um, Matamora area, of Makiadoras of the Matamora area, to the southern assembly plants of GM, Ford, Chrysler, uh, uh, where they got Toyota and and Volkswagen, and uh, uh, I think Hondas down there as well. In the southern crescent, they're all in a crescent shape down there in the southern crescent of. Mexico, because we don't know what they're making. And the only person that really does know is the leadership at the top of our union. And if it's different than the border areas, we shouldn't be calling them liars because we don't know. Okay? We need to be supportive of our union. Okay? And we're not going to get anything unless we are. 
So I support what you just said, Tom, wholeheartedly. We need to be um, very, very strong uh, in, in our solidarity and in our support for our leadership. And I'm seeing that solidarity at the Lordstown area and all these people where they're going. There's been great solidarity where they're going as well. I know that there's some people on the, listening to the show tonight that are leadership in some of these facilities, uh, and we want to thank them for listening tonight. Very much appreciated, by the way, brothers and sisters, uh, you the leaders of your own local unions, you know, across the, the whole corporation and other corporations. So thank you for listening, uh, and uh, we, we much appreciate that, and thank you for the solidarity that you're reaching out and giving to the brothers and sisters coming to your plants. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, we're going to kind of wrap it up here now. We're getting a little bit long in the tooth. Jeff, do you have uh, any closing thoughts? Um, no, I, I agree with you, Leroy, but uh, there is some sad, breaking news happening right now. Oh, um, a tornado has hit a small town in Alabama, and they're saying there's been 14 deaths. That's responsible from the, the tornadoes. There's, um, they're showing some some buildings that have been destroyed down there. So just keep our thoughts, thoughts on that. Go out to those people, Jeff, you know. And is that the only the only news that you got there that's bad? <laughs> well, once again, we we found some uh, drugs coming in from cars coming in from Mexico here in the Detroit area. Third time that I know of. Um, the first two were found at my plant. But uh, this time they found some meth, meth in uh, the tires of these yeah, cars that was coming a in from Mexico. Was it, was it at a Canada plant or not? No, it was... Uh, in In Michigan then? Okay. Michigan, yeah. All right. So, and then the, the strikes down in Mexico are still happening, and right. it's affected my plant where we are building Mustangs without steering wheels. Um, so, hopefully, the, the Mexican strikers get what they want and what they deserve. So, that's all the news I got, Leroy. Okay, agreed. Uh, before I ask Tom what he's clo his closing thoughts are, I want to just say our hearts and prayers go thoughts, hearts and prayers go out to the people in Alabama during their time of tragedy. And I'd like to have just a brief moment of silence, please. Thank you, uh, Tom. Do you have thoughts, uh, closing thoughts here tonight? Yeah, I just want to close with one thing, and uh, let us not forget those folks who uh, toil every day in the independence parts suppliers uh, that are, are affiliated with all local unions throughout the country. They seem to, to be forgotten in this, and uh, they shouldn't be because they're all part of the piece of this puzzle uh, as well. We, we tend to talk in terms of General Motors and uh, FCA, Ford, and we somehow forget those folks, and they should not be forgotten. Uh, we need to make uh, more of a point uh, to include them in anything that we do in the future. And uh, 
uh, I'm uh, very much supportive of a lot of those folks that are being impacted here in Lordstown. That's about it, and uh, I would like to uh, thank you and Jeff for having me and uh, once again uh, having an opportunity to talk to my union brother out there that I haven't seen for a few years, and it it was great uh, speaking, and I do apologize for uh, being a little emotional here and there, but uh, that's the kind of person I was, So, and I still will be until the day I die. So thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, let's stick around for a couple minutes. We got. I'm going to close out here too because we got a another uh, email from our uh, brother that's been uh, listening out here. Uh, we really, really. Uh, uh, oh, he says never have to worry about calling me out by name. Okay, brother, I'll, I'll get it out there. Our our brother and uh, a colleague who ran for national uh, treasurer of the international UAW, Dennis Voitko. Uh, and I, I I tend to agree with Dennis actually uh, that he's saying uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry uh, let me get this back up here because I'm doing this two-handed here uh, if you I'm sorry but if you violate the national agreement the international should strike nationally why wait until September I have no confidence in my IUAW leaders so that's what what he says while I have to support our leaders because they're the only ones we have. I agree with Dennis that we should have called a national strike the day that after November 26th uh, because that was semantics uh, unallocated uh, when they announced that they had closing dates. And uh, that's just simply wrong. When they announced the closing date, it, it became semantics. I want everybody to follow that. If they had not set a closing date, okay, it would have simply been unallocated plant, wait for allocation. It's coming soon, sometime in the future. That That's being built out, and we know that's being built out. And that's happened a lot over the, you know, my uh, plus 50 years now with the, uh, in fact, it'll be 50 years, not plus yet, but on St. Patrick's Day, it'll be 50 years that I, since I hired in. Uh, I'm not working. Uh, I'm a retiree, but I've been in this very involved even since my retirement in a lot of ways. And you just only, all you have to do is look at the the profile on the side of the dot com, working for a living dot com, find out. But uh, unallocated's been around a long time. The second, and they did it simultaneously, that they said that there was going to be a closing. That is in violation, in my opinion, and that's where the courts. Uh, uh, filing's been, but we probably should have, in my opinion, we should have just went right on a strike. Might have taken a few days to get everybody together to get that decision made, but we should have had a national strike. As Dennis said, and he was part of our national team, I agree with Dennis that we should have just went out on strike and just let the chips fall where they may. Whole nation and everybody else have the blue flu in a Detroit 3 because there wasn't a violation there. So um, that's just my opinion, and I agree with Dennis and his opinion. Uh, so uh, just know that that's uh, where we would have been uh, should circumstances have been different. Having said all of that, uh, any response to that? Oh, one more. Our, our brother's out here 
solidarity. I'm, I'm here, Leroy. In solidarity I'm, and great I'm big here. words. Letters. <laughs> yeah. letters. Thank, yeah. thank you, brother. God bless. <laughs> Dennis Boyko. God bless Dennis, and, I, and I'm 100% supportive of what he said. But uh, that didn't happen, obviously, and now we've got to sit here and wait and, and, and right. see. Right. And uh, yeah, it, it it is important that we support one another, regardless of where we're at. And uh, that's my position. Uh, if we become fragmented, we are playing right into uh, the corporation's hands. And uh, I, I have surfed these pages, and I think Dennis would agree with me. He's seen it firsthand that there are some folks out there that uh, – are uh, me and I rather than we. And uh, until we clean that mess up, uh, I think we would be in big trouble if we didn't stand behind who we had elected, uh, whether you agree with it or not. And uh, I don't disagree with what Dennis said. That time has passed, and we, we, we've we got to look to the future and go forward with what we, we, we're trying to do here. And uh, good things happen to good people and Dennis whether if you're still listening, you're one of the best union guys I've ever met in my entire life, and I, I, I definitely would stand with you, not behind you, but with you, side by side in any, any endeavor that you, you uh, want to approach in the future. God bless you, Dennis, and uh, hope to see you soon. Yes, Dennis. That's it. Uh, we, we need a phone call. <laughs> we're we're yeah, remiss yeah, in talking, all of us. All right. We all know where everybody's at, though, that's for sure. And I, I want to straighten say this. Straighten out. Uh, Dennis Voiko is one of the best people I've ever met, and I was pleased to have him on our ticket when we ran for the international offices. Thank you, Dennis, for being the union brother and the, the dedicated uh a money person that you've been for the union for many, many years. You did amazing things at 1714, took them and uh, got them in, in really good stead with uh, lots of money in the bank when they merged and you lost your the position there. So, But having said all of that, uh, is, is Jeff, do you have anything else? No. Tom? Uh, just one quick thing, and I'm not going to get into anything else. Just imagine Dave Green and Dennis Voitko together. What a dynamic duo those two were at 1714 in the day. That's it. And uh, Dennis says thank you, Tom, Leroy, Jeff, and I'm sure he extends it to Mo Ray as well. Uh, Yep. But but also being on the show. Uh, And, uh, you know, uh, be remiss if we didn't say David Green has done an excellent job since he's been president in 1112. And he's he's doing a, an amazing job steering the ship with uh, all of what he's faced with right now. So those of you uh, that are still in the plant and retirees from there, you have a great president, and we need to stand behind him. And let's, as a nation, stand behind him for Blue Shirt Day on March 8, 2019. Thank you very much. That's about all I have, folks, unless there's anything else. I'm ready to wrap it up, and we'll uh, call it a night here. Thank you, listeners that are still in the switchboard. We really appreciate you being here tonight, too. Thanks to all our international listeners. Thank you to the listeners in Mexico and Canada. Thank you to all the union and the non-union listeners in the United States. 
and thank the guests for being on tonight. Very, very good job by all, and thank you, Jeff, for being our co-host here regularly. Have a good night, folks. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night, Leroy. Good night, Jeff.